Who am I? What is my identity? I am a friend of God in Christ. John 15, 14 through 15 says, You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You know, the more scripture we memorize in order to answer that question, Who am I? The more I realize that God held nothing back in his effort to offer us understanding of our relationship to him. He uses analogy after analogy to help us get it. And we're just getting started. Already we have seen that we are alive in Christ. We're a new creation in Christ. We're a child of God. We're a citizen of heaven. And now this week, he will call us his friends. Everyone can relate to the concept of friendship. We all have had friends, some good, some not so good. But everyone longs to have a strong friendship. A mutually enjoyable relationship where needs are met and life is shared together. When we first began to memorize this verse, the the first words may not sit well with what we would call a good friendship, but let's look deeper if you've had a question about that. These words are the words of Jesus, and he says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. Most of us have had relationships that are controlling and manipulative. You know, the kind of friendship that says, if you do what I want, then I'll be your friend. We all know that's not a healthy relationship between two people. But be careful not to ascribe that thought process to these words of Jesus, though. We're going to talk about that from several different angles. First, if you look back in John chapter 15, you see that our verses this week are a part of a very long conversation that Jesus had with his disciples, his followers. It goes all the way back to chapter 14 of John, and it continues on through chapter 17. You can especially see this if your Bible puts the words of Jesus in red. I personally always find that helpful. But we're not going to look at all that. We don't have time to do all that. But we do want to get an overview look at a part of John chapter 15. Starting in verse 9, Jesus really begins to talk about love. How the Father has loved him. How Jesus has loved them, his disciples. And how he desires for his disciples to abide in this same love. In fact, in verse 12, Jesus says, This is my commandment that you love one another, just as I have loved you. Make sure you hold on to that thought, because that's the command he's going to be referring to when we get to our verse. Then he goes on to tell them that greater love has no one than this, than that he lay down his life for his friends. Then we get to the beginning of our memorization section, where Jesus says, You are my friends if you do what I command you. Remember that's referring back then to verse 12. I really asked the Lord for some understanding on this and and here is what I sensed. Jesus is commanding us to love one another as an extension of his love from the Father and his love that he has poured out onto us as well. He knows that love is the best way, the most fulfilling action of all and he desires for us to be in on it and to share it. Just as we join together in friendship with those who are mutually interested in the same things we are, I believe Jesus is saying here, if you're also interested in this kind of love, a love that is sacrificial and true, fulfilling and rich, then hey, we're on the same page here. We're at the same mind. We're we're friends. 
I said we would look at this from several different angles, so that's one angle. But here's another. We must not forget that our friendship with God cannot be equally compared to an earthly friendship. He is God, and we are human. Even if we're friends with a person in high places on the earth, doesn't even compare to our friendship with God. So I think that God has every right to set the course of our friendship. I believe in verse 14, as he is God, who has reached out to us as a human in friendship, he has every right to set the course of what he wants it to be about. And he is saying, if you're also really interested in love, if you're interested enough in love to make it a central part of your life by loving others, as I've told you is the best way, then we're on the same page and we're in this together. We are friends. Finally, I want you to look with me at this statement from one more angle as well. See, it would be very easy to get caught up in thinking, God won't be my friend unless I perfectly obey all of his commandments. Now, if you pull out this verse by itself and allow it to stand alone, it's very easy to think that and to come under condemnation about that. But that is not good Bible study tactics, so don't get hung up in that way. Don't allow yourself to miss the context of this verse. His command is referring back to what he said in verse 12, the command to love one another. So let's move on. I love verse 15 because I believe it breaks open the heart of Jesus and it allows us to see him and to know his mission to the world, why he came here. It even gives us more understanding about this whole friendship with Jesus thing. He says, No longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my Father, I've made known to you. Back in Old Testament times, God began the world in a friendship with Adam and Eve. He walked among them in the cool of the garden, spending time with them and sharing his heart. But we all know that friendship ceased when sin came into the world. Later, God birthed a nation, but they didn't know God. His spirit didn't dwell within them. Their relationship resembled more of a slave and master relationship. He gave them commands and they were to do what he said. See, a slave is one who just gets directions and he's expected to obey. There's not necessarily relationship and understanding of motive. There's no sharing of the heart and experience. God used to call his people slaves. Oh, there were a few who were more than that. In fact, Abraham was called the friend of God in 2 Chronicles. But if you think about it, Abraham got to see God's heart like no other when God called him to sacrifice Isaac because that's a type of what God would do when he sacrificed his own son. There were a few friends back in the Old Testament. For the, but for the most part, it was not a friend relationship between God and his people, but more like a slave relationship. But now we can clearly see in chapter 15 that Jesus is saying, Look, I came to this earth to reveal the Father's heart to you. He says, The slave does not know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my Father, I've made known to you. In other words, I want you to know what God is doing and what he cares about and what he longs for. You know, friends share secrets, right? They share the deep places of their heart. He's saying, I want you to understand the heart of my mission here. And I want you to walk in it with me. I want you to know why God sent me. Friends share hearts. Friends share dreams. Friends join each other in their pursuits. I'm reminded of of when we began Established Footsteps Ministry. 
I can remember sitting around the table and sharing the dream that God had given me with some of my closest friends. I disclosed my heart to them and and I became vulnerable to them and invited them to join me in this journey. And what a time it has been. What a journey it has been. See, friends share hearts. Friends share dreams. I believe this passage is all about Jesus extending an invitation to his disciples to join him at a new level. Oh, they had joined him and following him around for quite a while. But now Jesus is saying, let's take this onto a different level. Let me show you what's in my heart. Let me reveal to you what's in the heart of God. And we're going to be really close friends if you also join in the Father's love and join in this mission with me because we're going to be doing it together. And you know what? We know that they did join him. When we look at this in context, we can understand. This whole chapter is about abiding in who God is and God is love. So the question for us today, I believe is, have you taken Jesus up on his offer of friendship? Have I taken Jesus up on his offer of friendship? Have I joined in his heart of love, letting him love me and then loving the world with his love? You know, friends do things together and God is inviting all of us as his disciples, as his followers to be his friends and do this mission with him. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you slaves for the slave does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. In Christ, we are a friend of God. It is our identity. We know his heart and what a time we can have as we join him in his mission of love.